Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Chatting Chipwise. It's been a crazy month in November. We've been all over the place the last couple of weeks. Basketball in Oklahoma, football in Kalamazoo the next day at Western Michigan. A couple of days later, it was wrestling for Central Michigan and Oklahoma here in Mount Pleasant. Saturday, it was men's basketball's home opener. Tuesday, women's basketball home opener. Wednesday, Athens, Ohio for football. And now it's off to Florida for men's basketball and the Sunshine Slam. So kind of difficult remembering what state we're in, what sport is being called, uh, who's playing, where you need to be and when. Travel itinerary has been absolutely crazy, but wouldn't have it any other way. November has been so much fun here as we go through the first half of the month and still so much left to go. Today, though, we're talking cross-country and men's basketball. We had some fun interviews, uh, the first of which is with Emily Papour. And Emily has had quite the season for Central Michigan cross-country. She is the first-ever individual MAC champion for the Chippewa women's program. She had a tremendous race at Bowling Green, set the course record back at the end of October, so really had a fun time talking to her. She grew up in the UP, so going through what it was like to be up there and how she found her way to Central Michigan. And then the second interview, Anthony Pritchard, first-year transfer from Tulsa. He gets to Mount Pleasant, and he's had a really good start to his season, four games in, 16 points per game. So we talk about how he got to Central Michigan and how he's enjoying Mount Pleasant because he's really away from home for the first time ever in his life for an extended period of time. So thanks so much for joining us and supporting Central Michigan Athletics. And hope you enjoy the interviews. All right, happy to have the redshirt junior. Should I call you cross country runner, <laughs> track runner? Emily Papour is with us. What what would you like to go by? Um, literally all of them because we have to compete all year. So I'm just gonna call <laughs> it's you only a runner. Fair, yeah. If you watch her, she's running and she runs well. And um, let's start right there. I mean, you are the first ever Central Michigan women's cross country MAC champion. Take us through what that moment was like for you. Yeah, it was a crazy day. I mean, I wasn't feeling very good um, coming up to it the week before. Um, I, it was a hard week of training, and I was just sick a few weeks before, so I was like at like a little bit lower confidence, I would say. Um, and so I just went into the race and did the best I could. Um, at like 3K, I was still in it, and I was like, okay, maybe I have a shot today. Um, and then like at the 4K mark, I kind of fell off the leaders. There was just two, um, two other girls, and... So I kind of fell off a little bit, and then um, in the course of the last K, I was able to, like, catch back up to them, and then at that point, you're just like, well, might as well hold on for dear life, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a shot right now, and so I kicked as hard as I could, and it just all came together, which was such a blessing. It was so it was such a fun day, and my teammate was, teammates were all, like, so supportive, and it was just a great day, and just a um, collaboration of all the hard work we put in this season, so I was super excited, and, like, my family was there and stuff, and so it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> When was that moment where you felt, hey, I got a chance to win this thing? I think before, like, I had some confidence. Halfway through the season, I think I had a lot of confidence. I was like, okay, I think I can definitely do this. I was running well. Um, and then I had a race, like, uh, four four weeks out, two weeks out from MAC, and it was rough. I was sick, and it just did not go well. And at that point, I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, And so I think you it can play out anyway. And running is, like, such a mental sport that you really, really have to, like, get your mind right. Um, and so going into the race, I was like, well, I might as well give myself a chance because I know I can like be in it. Um, it just depends on how I'm feeling on the day. And 
sometimes like you don't feel good and as a runner you kind of just have to move past that because you're not going to feel good every day and so you you kind of you can't let how your body is feeling really determine your race because if I did that I think a lot of races would go very well because running is so painful so maybe maybe you haven't had a chance to to look back because your your regionals just came to a close and now it's off to running inside and then the spring will be here and then you still have another season here but to accomplish something like that that hasn't been done here before and to know like that you'll always have that special successful memory that's got to be really cool for you to have yeah it was awesome like I said the day was so cool and I think sometimes as a runner it's hard because you're always pushing towards or as any athlete it's always hard because you're always like pushing towards the next goal and trying to like reach the next thing so I think sometimes it's hard to just like be in the moment and be excited about like the successes that you accomplish so I think it's like important and it's been important for me to like look back at that day with like a lot of gratitude and just be excited about it and um I definitely it was definitely a big feeling of accomplishment because it's something that like I was not expecting to do um when I would have came in here I was like not at all a top runner in the MAC and I think I finished like 26 last year at the MAC meet so like something that I wasn't really expecting and then it kind of just all came together so definitely a big feeling of accomplishment and it's it was awesome because like I said coming in I was like I was a decent high school runner but I was nowhere near like the top of the MAC so and then you guys just had regionals in Madison. I know you didn't qualify for yeah. uh, that goal <laughs> of yours that you had coming up here, but still, how how did you feel after uh, finishing up and kind of getting through this uh, fall cross-country session? Yeah, I think it's hard because our cross-country season is long, and it's hard to be focused the whole entire season. And so going into the meet, I mean, it's the first um, regional or, like, championship that I have been running in that I had a – actual chance of like contending for making it to the next level so like to the national meet and so um it was hard I came in with like a lot of pressure and like kind of a lot of uh, stress on myself sort of um and I think the meet itself was hard I did not feel good from the gun but I just tried to hold on for as long as I could which was just not as long as I would have hoped um and so I think I like look back at that but also trying to realize that like a a year ago I was like I think I got 70th at the meet and this year I was like 20th so like just seeing like the big steps has been awesome I mean it's always hard when you're so close to something and like it was very disappointing to get passed in the last like half k for the girl who I knew was going to get the spot but I just didn't have anything left so I, g- I gave it everything I could and some days it just doesn't come together but I think looking back at the season it was still really awesome and like although those are hard like we're, you're going to experience disappointment in sports and like that's part of it like you can't get the highs without getting the lows too and I think like just looking back at my season there was like a lot of highs and some lows too but just trying to like focus on the lows see focus when I'm focusing on the lows just see how they can like get me better sort of <laughs> and like yeah. also remember the good highs from the season because there were so many it was just it was kind of hard to end on a harder note <laughs> yeah <laughs> or no, more difficult note absolutely and and still like you mentioned I mean you finished 20th that's the best finish for a Chippewa in this race since 2014 and then uh, collectively uh, you guys finished 12th which is the best finish for for a CMU squad since uh, the last 20 years so yeah. I mean I know you, you don't qualify for the for the championships coming up here but still to see the growth and and have those moments of success I uh, feel like the program is moving in the right direction oh, here for sure yeah for sure I think it was so exciting because um, the year before I came in 
the team actually got last at the MAC championship and we didn't even go to regionals. And now seeing like the progress that we've made, we were 12th in the region. And like, I think we'll just continue to move up. And like we had freshmen and sophomores that were running for us this um, past or two weekends ago. And so just seeing like the growth and I think it's just going to continue to get better um, from here. And it was just so awesome. Cause even when like you don't have a good day, there's always people on the team that have a good day. So like, even when like it's hard for you, you can still celebrate their successes, which I think is like a special part about distance running and like cross country in itself. It's like someone's always going to be having a bad day and someone's always going to be having a good day. So sometimes it's, it's easy to get so lost in your own sport and your own, like what you're doing. But then when you look around, it's like, Oh wait, but they had, they ran a PR and they ran a PR. So it's like, as a team, we did so awesome that day. And so also remembering that and remembering like the growth that we've made as a team um, and just like how supportive we've been of one another this season has just been awesome too. And I think it'll just continue to get better from here. And now for you, what's next? Because the cross-country season is done. What comes up now? Yeah, so I get to um, go to Boston in uh, a week and a half, and I get to run a 5K there. So it's like the fastest track in like for indoor, and so I'm really excited about that. I've never ran at that meet before, um, and so I think that'll be really great. Um, and then after that, I just kind of go into the indoor season. Um, we're obviously, we're not running as far as we do on the um, cross-country course, but I'll be running like a lot of miles in 3Ks, which – it's not exactly my favorite distance, <laughs> but it's still good, and it's still going to be really fun. And then I'm actually uh, redshirting outdoor, and so um, it'll be kind of like the end of the season, but I'll run a few races unattached and then just have a full fifth year. So I'm looking forward to the indoor season. Uh, it's fun. It's different. It's nice that we get to at least change the way that we're running. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go back to when you were young. I mean, how did you become a runner and get in, get into this? Yeah, so uh, actually my mom ran in college. She was a high jumper and like a hurdler and – uh, did a much different running than I do. Um, and then my dad, uh, when we were little, he stayed at home with us and he would train for marathons. And so like, we'd always be like in the stroller, he'd be pushing us. So it was like encouraged at a young, young age, but it wasn't like forced on me. Like I just saw it around me and I was like, Oh, that that's fun. Like I want to do that. And so I think I ran my first like mile race when I was like six or something. And my, my, I don't know who ran it with me. My parents argue if it was my mom or my dad. that ran my first race. <laughs> um, but so I ran my first race and like, it went really well and it was so fun and then like I just kind of did it every once in a while like I like a little kid should um and then I didn't start running like I started running middle school track and like cross country and did all that and then I didn't really start training seriously until my sophomore year of high school I was like a multi-sport athlete in high school and so I think that was like really beneficial because I didn't put too much focus on running and it just like kept it fun and interesting um and so then I started training seriously my sophomore year of high school and so that's when it really kind of took off um but until then, it was just kind of fun, something that I did with my friends. Like, I was, I've always been very competitive, so, like, I won't, I won't be like, oh, it was all fun, because I, like, definitely still, like, went out there and wanted to beat people and stuff, mm-hmm. but, because I'm very competitive, but it was more fun. <laughs> and what other sports did you play? Yeah, I played uh, basketball and soccer. I played basketball until my senior year of high school, and then I kind of narrowed it down to just running. Um, I liked playing basketball. It was fun. Um, long hours in the gym, which... <laughs> I like to be outside, so running is always more of a my thing. And then I played soccer until my sophomore year of high school, but we didn't have a soccer team. Actually, I wanted to play soccer in college for a while, but that's like a typical runner story. Mm. A lot of times we were soccer players who were like midfielders who just like to run, and then we're not good enough at soccer, so we have to change to running. <laughs> I, I played soccer growing up, and okay. I got lumped into midfield, and I yes, don't know terrible. how. Yeah, it's, it's just it, running. you got to run everywhere. Um, Those are where the best cross country runners come <laughs> from. <laughs> well, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take that because running is <laughs> something that a lot of people 
don't enjoy. It's obviously no. necessary if you want to say um, in shape and exercise. So how did you come to enjoy it? I mean, you said you were kind of around it, but it's just something that you really enjoy now, obviously. Yeah, I really enjoy it now. I think at first in high school, I put like so much pressure on myself because everyone was like, oh, you're a runner. Like, and so I put a lot of like my identity in who I was as a runner, which I think is really hard, especially in high school. It puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, and so I think going into my senior year, I got more like involved in my faith and I went to like a camp that summer. And I think after that, it kind of just become some became something that was like really fun and really something that I enjoyed. And like, it wasn't my whole identity, but it's something that like was definitely such a gift. And so um, in college, I've just had such awesome teammates who have like stressed um, how like fun it is to be on a, in a group who's, just so supportive and like we always are like dancing before workouts or like listening to music before races like we're never taking it too seriously and I think that's what keeps it fun is just the like lightheartedness about it it's like I know that whether or not this race goes like exactly I planned or not it's still like a gift to be able to run and so I think I've like come back to that a lot and a lot of times like running is just very enjoyable for me which has taken time to like (laughs) I know a lot of people don't like running and I didn't like running that much at first either but as I've gone it's been something that I really really enjoy so so when you're in season I mean how are you how are you getting prepared for these meets that you're running in like take yeah. us through like just the 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 build up to the actual race day and then on race day how you get prepped for uh this run that you got to go out there and perform <laughs> your best yeah so like a typical cross country week um we usually long run on Saturday. So like a long run can be anywhere from like, we do it in minutes, but it's probably anywhere from like 10 to 14 miles. So that's like our longest run of the week. And then we run about like 60. I usually run about 65 minutes a day, which is probably about like eight miles. And then we have like a midweek long run. So that's like another 10. And then um, we work out twice a week. So it could be like 400s on the track or like a 25 minute tempo, which is like a harder effort. So we have like two harder efforts a week. Um, But on race week, we only do one harder effort. And then, going into the week I mean we do an easy run before our race and then we kind of just race I think it takes a lot of like mental focus just because racing is hard and like it is such a mental sport and so I think that's like something that's very particular to running is just how much focus and like mental strength it does take and so like getting prepared for that I mean I'm often thinking about races like farther out especially big ones like I mean I was thinking about like the regional meet like for a lot of the season um and so just like getting yourself like mentally prepared for that is one of the like biggest challenges in running and just like getting yourself like through the hard days um can be like hard sometimes and can be a struggle and like we also like double twice a week so we'll run two times a day and like once in the morning once in the afternoon so it's definitely like a a lot (laughs) we run a lot (laughs) (laughs) which makes sense and then we lift twice a week so it's just like a normal sport but the nice thing about running is you can only run for so long so our practices can't drag on for like I know other sports like they drag (laughs) on for like four hours ours it's like well you can only run for an hour so an hour and we're gone like which is nice (laughs) yeah there's there's no plays to go over or not a ton of different drills I mean certainly you can have them within running but you you just most of the time you just go run which I I appreciate because when I used to play basketball that was like my biggest weakness I would never remember the plays and my coach (laughs) would look at me and like what are you doing I'm like oh I don't remember the play (laughs) so I'm glad we don't have any plays in running (laughs) how much are you enjoying your teammates company and you kind of mentioned a little bit but uh cheering for them even if maybe you don't have the best day and somebody PRs or has a big day but um tell us about your teammates yeah so I'm actually a senior in like academic wise um and so a lot of my 
like best friends and like the girls that I started with are graduating this year. And I think it's just been so sweet. I've lived with them um, all four years. And so it's been just so fun. And I think a lot of times like teammates are just like teammates, but my teammates are literally my best friends. And so like we go through everything together and I feel like we're with each other through like the highs and the lows. And like, even just thinking about like, when I look back at like college running, I think I'm, I'm going to remember like the times that I spent with my teammates much more than I'm going to remember any performance or like achievement that I um, got. And so I think like just remembering that too, when I'm running, it's like, you're going to take the, you're going to remember these relationships and these relationships are so much more important than the time that you're going to be running. And so um, it's just been so fun. They're just such like a, especially, I, I mean, the whole team is just such like a hardworking group of girls who want the best for one another. And I think that's, that's helped us um, succeed in the past few years and just um, get better every year. And we have a lot of fun. And I mean, I love all my teammates. They're the best. So <laughs> and the cool thing, good. yeah, all, all of you guys are coming from different spots. Yeah. Um, you are from Nagani, way up yeah. there in the UP. How did you get to CMU? Yeah. So it's crazy because when I was being recruited, um, I really wanted to go to a big city and like I wanted to experience something different because I'm from a small town and somehow I ended up in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> 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 but uh, one of my, one of the people in my area actually reached out to Jenny when I was in high school and was like, hey, there's this girl from the UP and like, she's running fine. Like she's running good. Maybe you should recruit her. And so Jenny DM'd me and I was like, oh yeah. And so like we called and um, I was like, yeah, like I really want to go to a bigger school, like in like a bigger city. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm not. And I wanted to go into nursing, which CMU does not have. And Jenny's like, I'm not, I don't even know if I should call this girl back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad she did. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) But, and so after that, uh, I kind of just started going on my official visits and stuff. And I went to a few different schools and one of my last visits was to Central. And like, when I came here, I just felt so welcomed and like the girls were so nice. And Obviously, our coaches are so great. Uh, they really care about us as people, and I think that's something that, like, sets CMU apart. Um, and when I came here, it just felt like home. And so I feel like after my visit, I knew for sure that this is a place that I wanted to be. And so after that, I just I came here despite what I thought I wanted. And so I've enjoyed it ever since. It's been great. I know it's not the, the big city, <laughs> perhaps, that you were you were thinking, but what do you think of Mount Pleasant? How have you enjoyed it so far outside of – building relationships and your friends obviously yeah no it's an awesome I mean Mount Pleasant is actually really nice when you uh really I mean we run around town all the time because we're runners so you would see we Mount explore. Pleasant better than anybody else yeah I feel like. we explore a lot because <laughs> that's what that's what our sport is and so we've seen a lot of Mount Pleasant like we know the downtown we're like running around the parks loops and it's like very pretty it's it's nice and like we go on the dirt roads to run and stuff like that and just like the area is nice I mean I'm from a small town and so this is like similar to um, how I grew up and so I think it's just something that's like comfortable for me and something that I've really enjoyed and like the campus of CMU is super nice too I mean I'm an education major and so like the education building is nice like it's been great <laughs> all right let's go back to hometown and being from the UP for people yeah. that will listen to this that haven't been to the UP mm. tell us what it's like up there yeah well everyone always comes up to me and makes jokes about like having running water and stuff and yes we have like <laughs> running water and we don't have to go outside like to use like an outhouse um i think people are joking i hope people are joking you guys have internet up there working yes that's what people (laughs) always say that to me yes um i'm from or i'm from nagani area so i mean it's definitely smaller town but um it's i mean it's a lot different than downstate um i'm from like marquette i'm close to marquette area too so like it's it's a pretty big town um, but it's definitely super snowy in the winter. Um, it's, oh, it's always hard to run when I go home in the winter. I have to run on the treadmill a lot. 
Um, but it's beautiful. I mean, in the summer, it's so pretty. There's a reason why people visit it so much in the summer and not so much in the winter. <laughs> but it's just like, I feel like there's just so much like nature and uh, the lake is right next to it. So I've like always been able to like go on trail runs and stuff like that there. And like, I love hiking and my whole family loves hiking and snowshoeing, <laughs> which makes us sound so youper. <laughs> like, and like all of us, it's so funny. One of the youper things is to have a uh, sa- sauna in like our basements and so like my whole neighborhood has saunas in their basements and everyone's like that is so weird that's like <laughs> a weird youper thing but yeah growing up in the up is really fun just because the community is so tight-knit and so i always felt like super supported um in high school and stuff like that and so it's i like the up um definitely very different but in a good way any sayings or words that you say that are kind of that youper yeah. lingo that you'll get made fun of down here for? Yes. Okay. When I came in as a freshman, I would always say things like ask a question and then I'd say, hey, at the end to like for like reassurance. And my roommates always made fun of me for this. They're like, <laughs> they're like, we love it. And then as I've been down in Mount Pleasant, I have stopped saying it. Like I phased out of my youper hey thing. So it's kind of disappointing. I wish I still had it, but I don't really anymore. I can't fake it. <laughs> it's, uh, I feel like Ope is Ope maybe that, like, that, that's the youper term yeah. or a Michigan term. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's one. I don't, I'm not, I mean, you can hear me talk, but I'm not like super, you, I don't think I'm, I have a super youper mm. accent or anything. There's other people from the UP who are, have a much stronger, I don't know, UP accent. Do your do. parents ha- have that accent? No, or? not really. Okay. I mean, my dad grew up in the UP, and so I'm surprised he doesn't. My brother does a little bit, but my mom doesn't at all. She grew up in, like, Minnesota. So I think maybe that's why I don't have the accent. Even when I said the word sauna, I was like, I don't want to. It's actually sauna. I'd get made fun of by youpers. <laughs> but, like, I, I grew up saying it the way that, like, a downstate person would say sauna, I've, from, Yeah, I've never heard sauna before. It's, it's sauna. So, yeah, I always get made fun of for that because I don't say it the correct youper way, but. Very cool. I know. I like thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to make like youpers mad. (laughs) (laughs) You also said that you're not a huge winter slash cold person, but you're just kind of forced into that being from up there. Yeah. I mean, I've had to, I think it's because I've had to deal with it my whole life that it's just not my favorite. Uh, I don't like the cold. I, I like the snow. I mean, the snow is pretty and like, I've kind of gotten into like some outdoors things. Like I said, I snowshoe with my, I, in high school, like every day my my dad and I would go snowshoeing just because it's like you, if if you deal with the winter you like have to at least enjoy it a little bit like you have to go outside and stuff but I just don't like being cold I love like warm weather running and so and just being in the warm weather so I'm just not a huge cold person um like I said the snow is pretty and like at least the UP does like winter more right where it's like snowy and like mm-hmm. not just frigid whereas here it's like very just frigid which if it's gonna be cold you gotta have the snow with exactly you. exactly which it's something I do appreciate about the UP. It makes running harder, but it makes everything else more fun. <laughs> is there uh I mean, there's so many beautiful spots up there yeah. in the UP. Is there a specific spot that when you go home, if you have some time, and maybe you're running to it, but that you really would like to visit or you visit in the past that you think is absolutely gorgeous? Yeah. So, like, we're really close to Marquette, and so we'll often go to Presque Isle and, like, watch sunsets or just, like, walk around the island and stuff and just doing, like – Stuff like that, or like hikes on like Sugarloaf are really pretty. Um, there's like Dead River Falls, which is like a place where we go cliff jumping in the um, summer, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of like the places that I enjoy in the UP. I mean, and I always run. It's like right by my house, so it's on the Iron Ore Heritage Trail. It's like straight gravel for like miles and miles. So that's really pretty too. I mean, there's just so many places to see in the UP. So. And you mentioned when you came to CMU, um, you were initially looking at being a nurse. Yes. And we don't have that program, nope. so 
you have now gone into <laughs> elementary education. Tell us a yeah. little bit about how that's going for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you know, it would have been a good path for me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I started elementary education. My mom's a teacher, and so I kind of just grew up around it. Um, and I really enjoy, like, being around kids. So um, I just decided on that. And um, through, like, my classes, I, I love all my classes. I think it's super interesting to learn about um, how to teach kids and also just, like, build connections and stuff with um, kids. And so I really liked my program. I had to be in a classroom, like, immediately, which is something that's really nice about Central's program. You get in the classroom right away, so then you see if you like it. Because, I mean, if you don't like being in the classroom, chances are you don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> and so I really liked it right away. And um, I'm just finishing, like, my classwork this semester, and then I'll be pre-student teaching. So I'll actually be in a classroom um, a lot of days of the week. And so, um, yeah, it's just been really awesome. I loved it so far, and I, I think I'll like teaching. <laughs> I got an article up here that had mentioned that um, you aspired to work in countries where education is less accessible, and you yeah. actually took a trip to Guatemala spring break of, of this past year in yeah. 2023. So. Tell us a little bit about what that trip was like for you and, yeah. and being able to help other countries that maybe are less fortunate. Yeah. So I think I, I read a book last year about um, just like how important education is um, in like breaking the cycles of poverty and just how important like he healthcare and education basically are. And so um, after that, I went on the trip to Guatemala and basically we distributed water filters um, to people there who don't have fresh water. And like we asked them about like how their water was and stuff. And they basically tell us like, yeah, my kids get sick from it. And so basically we gave them like these gravity fed water filters um, and just like shared our faith and stuff. And so that was just a really cool experience. But it also like is very heartbreaking to see people in like those situations. And um, a lot of times or a lot, most of the time, I think education is like a big um, gateway to help people experience like I mean better circumstances and so um just like even more I think in order to help a community like one person like myself it's going to take a lot more than I really would love to like teach other adults how to like be teachers there so then they can like help their community get paid somehow um and then also like educate students there and so that's kind of like my goal or my dream um and something that I would really like to do just because I think it's really important. Um, yeah. So it was just an awesome trip and very eye-opening. Uh, I'm actually going back there this spring break. I just signed up yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> it was due yesterday. Breaking I'm like, do news. I do it? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. And then I, yesterday I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Like take a step of faith. So yeah, I'm doing that again over spring break, which is always hard because I mean, selfishly, it's like we can't run during that time because we're in Guatemala and it's just like, and so, it's not exactly ideal for like tr a training perspective, but I know that like I want to serve God. And so I just go like, I know it's important to go anyways. And so, yeah, definitely. It was so awesome last year. And so I'm excited to go back again. And some of my teammates are coming too. So it'll be great. That's going to be an awesome experience. Yeah. Do you envision uh, potentially living in another country once you graduate or is this kind of taking trips back and forth or don't know? I don't know. I think I would like to live in a country like that for a little bit because I think in order to have like a, a good like a uh, impact and influence you have to be like surrounded by people in the community and you also have to like live like the people are in the community and so because it's very easy as like a, um, americans to like live in our own comfort but then like want to help i don't know so i kind of think it's like important to kind of integrate it um and so that's something that i would like to do um obviously like i never know where <laughs> paths are going to lead and like it's very hard to like determine what you're going to do with your future um just because like I don't know at the time. Like, I feel like it changes on like a daily basis of like, oh, like I want to do this or like I want to teach or like 
maybe I want to give running a shot after college. And so um, it's definitely like hard to know for sure, but it's definitely something that like I've thought of a lot and is something that I would really like to do um, for a few years to live in a different country. Do you have uh, a memory or a moment that you really think about when you went to Guatemala that first time that's made an impact and has led you to wanting to go back and obviously continue this goal of yours in the future? Yeah, I think um, when we were there, uh, I got to talk to a teacher that actually worked um, at a school in the area. And she just talked about how like hard it is for one children to like get to school because it's, I mean, a lot of times kids live far away. And so it's like just really hard to get there or even like the school fees are just really expensive. Um, and for us as like Americans, it's like, it's really like, it wouldn't be that much in order to like help get a child to school. And so I think like those are the main two things that I kind of took away is like this, if education is so important, but like people are not able to like, it's not accessible to people, then like how can we kind of like bridge the gap? Um, so then kids can, can have more a more accessible education because I think I mean I'm going to education so obviously I think it's important but (laughs) and you also are I'm reading as well um involved in a ministry called Kids Hope so you're are you working with um it looks like fourth graders on a weekly basis yeah so um all my years at CMU I've been involved with this ministry called Kids Hope and basically once a week you go to a school um and just meet with a kid who maybe is experiencing um difficulties like at home or even difficulties like in school or different things and so I've been able to do that every year um and just meet up with a fourth grader um basically every year and um yeah we just meet once a week for an hour and talk about how the week's going and I've had a few different kids over the years just because people move in and out of the district and just um stuff that actually happens um and so like sometimes it's been like oh we're just gonna like play games and chat or like other times it's like I really I help them with schoolwork and stuff which I've really enjoyed because I'm going to education so I think it's important to like build those connections too um but also it's just so fun to hang out with kids and um yeah get to know them and stuff and so it's been awesome all right, this was a pretty cool thing. Ab- about a month ago, you were presented with the Go Teach Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. uh, grand prize. You got a big check here <laughs> from a surprise visitor, the yeah. commissioner of the Mid-American Conference. Tell us about that because you didn't have any idea you were winning this thing. No, it's so funny because that morning, um, one of my roommates and I went for a run and we were just jogging around, whatever. And Jenny's like, uh, are you like coming? You have to be here because I was hosting a recruit. So like that's how they kind of tricked me into Um, going to the IAC and so my parents actually so they came um and they actually saw us running and they were like trying to duck in the car so then I wouldn't see that they were there because they knew (laughs) that if I saw them then it'd like give it away and so I like walked in and all of a sudden I see my grandparents I was like what are my grandparents (laughs) doing here that's so weird um and then I saw it and so it was just so awesome I was not expecting to get it I actually I work at a bible camp this summer and I did my interview at the bible camp and I was like so tired and I had been around like nine to ten year old girls all week so I was like at my like end and I was like hi like I gave my interview or whatever um and so I was so surprised because I did that back in like July and so I didn't find out about it until what like September or something um and so I was just such an awesome surprise for me and I was so excited about it but yeah it was funny I like just got done with my run so I was like I was sweaty and stuff (laughs) but it was so I was so excited it was awesome and tell us about what it is I mean it's just uh, a scholarship that you've won how much did you get yeah Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was just excited to get it. I'm seeing the 12,500, yes, is yes, that right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I was just excited to get it. I was like, oh, yay. And so, yeah, I definitely like to use that 
um, hopefully in order to like fund some like of the trips that I want to make um, in order to help with like children's education in different countries. And that's kind of the goal of the way that I want to use it. Um, And so, yeah, I was really excited about that. Do you, do you just like walk into the bank with this giant? I know. (laughs) That's what my, that's what my parents have been joking. So my dad actually like works at a, at like a bank kind of or um, above a big building and he's like Emily when you come home for Thanksgiving break I want you to bring that in just to see how like everyone reacts because he's friends with all like the people that work at it so yeah that's been like the running joke in my family that's so cool that one you were able to to win that and two that you didn't have any idea until maybe you're going yeah to they my did an awesome <laughs> job surprising me it was yeah it was so crazy and no one knew like on my team no one knew one of the girls on my team walked up to me right before and she goes so, like, who's getting the scholarship? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, once you do get done with CMU, and I know that's in the future, what do you think is going to be next for you? That's such a hard question and something that I've been really struggling with. Um, I have another year here, so after that, I definitely um, i am not sure what's going to happen. Um I'm I'm gonna start I have to do my student teaching after I'm done running I just saved it for when I'm done competing just because I, d- I wanted to be able to like compete at the highest level while I'm, I'm at CMU and so after that it'll be like student teaching and uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like get a job in the districts in the U.S. or like go overseas or I kind of like have been thinking more about the idea of running post-collegiately and just like trying to pick something up um it's hard to <laughs> be a professional runner because I mean professional runners aren't like professional basketball players I mean like you don't get like drafted and stuff you kind of just like sign deals and so um I've been like thinking about that more for sure um in the near future but obviously like there's still like improvement that improvements that need to be made um in order for that to like become more of a reality so I guess I'm just like not sure I'm just kind of waiting and seeing what happens because it's very I don't know uncertain right now You've got time, and you're yeah. focusing on other things, so yeah. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Exactly. Well, we'll look forward to, to watching you continue competing, and Thanks congratulations so on such an awesome fall season. Thank you so much. All right, we got Anthony Pritchard here, the junior transfer from Tulsa, first year at Central Michigan. How the heck are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, You know, uh, first year in Michigan, a little cold, getting used to the cold, but basketball-wise, Hop right back on board. You know, we don't have a lot of uh, well tornadoes. We do have some, but those are mostly in Oklahoma and Tornado Alley down there. But we do have a lot of snow and frigid temperatures. So I imagine that's that's a little bit of an adjustment here. Yeah, no, that definitely is an adjustment. But like you said, no tornadoes, nothing <laughs> to worry about. So that's a, that's a good thing. Well, let's start with how you got to Central Michigan. How did you find your way up here to Mount Pleasant? Uh, So I entered the transfer portal probably about March of uh, – 2023 uh right after the season ended at Tulsa um and then I came on my visit to Central Michigan and then I committed on on the visit so I really like liked uh coach Barbie a lot so I knew this was a place for me what'd you think about the campus and everything just kind of checking it out I don't coach Barbie you connected with him but um what did you think of Mount Pleasant when you first got here um, it was it was definitely a little different than being in uh in the city area. But I knew it was like a quiet, not so big place, so I knew I could lock in and just focus on the basketball part. What the reason I'm up here. What did you work on when you first got up here? I mean, obviously you're getting acquainted to a new area, but how did you get prepared for this next season? Uh just probably just taking a role and embracing uh the leadership, trying to just get better at that uh point of the basketball and my career just being able to be a better leader 
than I have been in my past seasons. How do you get better at that? Is that just trying to get to know the guys? Is that trying to communicate during practices and stuff? Or how do you improve that aspect of your game and being that leader you want to be? Uh, first, it just starts with starts off with just being the leader by like uh, by action. So just just doing it at uh, level five. That's what we use. Level five is the like the thing that we use for bas for uh, practicing basketball and games. So just doing it at at a level five every day and just showing the guys the way and just that way the vocal part doesn't come off as like oh he's just talking, but like showing them and then just doing that at a uh, consistent rate. And you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and yes, obviously you started to to go to school there and transferred up here. I, I think I'd read somewhere that you were initially going to go to Tennessee Tech but wanted yep. to stay home, closer to family. So first off, is this the farthest you've ever been away from home for an extended period of time? No, this is definitely the furthest I've ever been away from home and the longest. Uh, you know, like at AAU, like you travel and stuff, but you end up going back home. But, yeah, this is definitely the you're longest. You're up here all year. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> the furthest I've been. 14 hours. How have you adapted being 14 hours away from home so far? Um, I mean, I miss my family, but I understand that it's, it's for the better um, for me to get where I need need to get to help them out. So it's not really, like, a problem or, like, anything. I miss home, but I know, like, up here is, is where I need to be. And tell us about that first game because I know you were excited about that one. Uh, there, were, there was a whole uh, Anthony Pritchard section down there at Oklahoma so how cool was that to have that first game back in your home state and be able to have family and friends come out oh right, that was real cool um like like I said previously like, I miss my family a lot so being able to see them uh for that time period was like was a was a was a great experience all right so we've talked with with coach Barbie a little bit here and and um he's mentioned about the connectivity with this group and you guys all having that same work hard mindset you want to get better positive attitudes and and really building as this season goes on how do you feel about this group that you've been going to battle with in this first month um I feel very very confident very good about this group uh like you said uh every guy on the team works hard and just looking forward to just what what it takes to to win um and so just knowing that you have all 16 guys thinking that way is just knowing like you're set up to have a good season and this season, um, you just picked up your, your first win this past week. You got to go kind of participate in the Sunshine Slam. This is like the halftime, and then we're going to go back down to Florida. But Wednesday at South Florida, it seems like that there was pieces throughout the first few games, and then you guys put it together. How good did it feel to get that first win on Wednesday? Oh, it felt real, real good. You know, we was in the locker room, hype, screaming, yelling, you know. Because we know, like, we've been working since since June. So just finally getting that first dub of, of many more felt real good. How does that help your guys' confidence? Because at this point, there's a lot of lot of new players on this year's team, and you guys are all still getting to know each other on and off the floor. But how much does that help as you build your identity, pick up that first win? Oh, that that helps a lot. Just knowing that we're capable to of, of getting a win, playing the way that we play, and just going out there and competing like we did. Uh, just gives the guys and myself just confidence in what we do and what we've been working on and just utilizing that stuff. I want to go back to you younger, at a younger age. Um, how did basketball come into your life? Um, so I was probably like three years old. Um, and I'm, in my neighborhood, I had a friend uh, named uh, Devon. 
And so his mom was a, was a basketball coach. And so she kind of introduced me into the basketball. But I always, like, like love basketball. Like, as a kid, I always had, like, a ball. My baby pictures, there's a lot of baby pictures with, like, basketball and stuff. But like, she was the one that first, like, introduced me to, like, competing. So I was, like, three on, like, a f- on a four- and five-year-old team. Do you have – memories um from your time when you were younger to i mean all the way through high school like specific basketball memories that you've had that just stick out to you of like man i remember this game or i remember going here when i was young or i played with this person like what sticks out when you look back at your basketball memories oh yeah uh third grade um i was in third grade i was playing up with a sixth grade team uh championship game came off uh off like a down screen, middle of the floor, hit a, hit the game winning three off the glass. Wow. Yeah, that was like third grade. Then my freshman year of high school, first game, hit a game winning layup. That was like part of the most. And then, yeah, that's 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 really the two memories that stick out. All the other memories are just like brief ones, like See? my sophomore junior year. You got a yeah. you got a game winner, uh, a couple game winners. That means we need to get you a game winner up here in Mount yeah, Pleasant, then as well. Definitely. Um, did you grow up watching watching supporting basketball teams, whether it was NBA or collegiate level? Oh yes, uh, growing up, uh, I I used to like uh, Russell Westbrook a lot. Growing up, but I kind of switched over to a more player kind of my type, and when I, once I got older, but like younger wise, I always I like Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. Who are your guys, or who's your guy now that you that you're watching, or you try to build your game off, or that you idolize? Uh, I watch a lot of Damian Lillard. Um, I watch a lot of old school too, uh, like Darren Williams, mm. Tony Parker. Uh, I watch a lot, a lot of CP3 too. So just kind of build. It's more like just not liking the player now, more like trying to just learn from him. Sure. What would you say for Chippewa fans? I mean, you guys are spending a lot of time on the road uh, before you'll get a, get a chance to come back in person for fans to see you in Mount Pleasant. How would you describe your game to people that are going to come out and, and see you for the first couple of times? Um, I'll just say I'll compete. Um, you know, no matter what, I'm going give, to give my best to fight to try to win. Um, most importantly, like, I'd do anything to try to win. It doesn't matter how much points I have, how many shots I'm taking. As long as we get the dub, I'm excited, so... They should, they should expect a lot of wins. We like that. I mean, this is a program here at Central Michigan that hasn't been able to get to the NCAA tournament since 2003. Uh, last MAC championship was 2015. Do you, are you guys aware of the opportunity to kind of turn this program around and have the success that I'm sure you guys all want to have? Yes, sir. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, we've been preaching that since, since, since we got here in June. Like, we got an opportunity to make history. So, I think me and the guys and the coaches all – taking that like personal and just trying to embrace it the best embrace practice embrace the games and trying to get that history made here at CMU what are the goals of this team do you guys sit down and say hey we got we want to do this this and this is it simple as we want to get better every single day or, or what's the focus for this year's group uh I mean you know the the main the main goal is to obviously win you know the MAC and also go to uh NCAA tournament but like you said, the day-by-day process of just getting better, that's what we focus on, just trying to focus on the day-by-day steps and not really focus on the end goal and just trusting the process so that we can eventually get to the end goal. And how about yourself? Did you 
put put down a, a set of goals that you want to try and achieve this year, your first year here at Central Michigan? Uh, yeah, I had a couple individual goals. Um, just trying to uh, win MAC Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, also, and just on my individual goals is also was uh, win, get to the NCAA tournament, win the MAC uh, championship, also. So it sounds like great goals to me. Yes, sir. Uh, you mentioned Tony Barbie made a made a big impact on you and why you decided to commit when you made that uh, visit up here to Mount Pleasant. What have you learned, or what's it been like now since you've been up here playing for Coach Barbie? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a blessing. I have already like learned a lot more. Uh, my game has got a lot better. Just him, him trusting me to be the player that I that I that he knew I can be and, and that I know I can be. Just uh, allowing me to like just grow and learn under him. I mean, it's such such a great thing. I mean, he he has a lot of knowledge and. I want to be able to be a pro one day. I know he has the knowledge to, to fill fill me with. Do you have people in your life? I mean, obviously you've got the coaching staff here now, but are there other individuals that are helping you to try and, you know, give you advice or just help you out as you try and build yourself as a player and, and try and get to the goal that you have of being a professional basketball player? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, actually, it was uh, one of the coaches that recruited me while I was at um, – when I was supposed to go to Tennessee Tech – I mean, he's no longer uh, coaches, but Marcus King, um, like my, I basically like my mentor. So he like helps me a lot. I mean, I always call him for advice. He always talks to me about things and and let me know the right things, not not the things I I want to hear. So I talk to him a lot. Um, I'm real close with the coaching staff, so I, I just go I just go straight to them. Um, I talk to my sisters a lot. I mean, it's, they necessarily don't have the basketball knowledge or the advice, but just, like, on, like, just life and stuff like that. So I, I talk to him a lot. How many sisters and older, younger, where do you fit into the puzzle? Uh, I have three sisters, one older, two younger. You the only boy in the family? Yeah, I'm the only boy. What's yeah. it like? What was it like growing up with, with all females around you? Uh, It was it was, it was kind of hard, but <laughs> my younger sister, the one that's right below me, uh, we did everything together. So it was, like, Everything like she'd come rebound for me outside at the park. Like we'd go ride bikes, we'd go do everything. We did everything together, so it was like more like a like a brother than a sister. So we did it. We did everything. And so. did they are were they involved with sports at a younger age? Are they still involved in sports or? Oh yeah, my sister played. Uh, my, not my older sister. My older sister is into like singing and art and stuff like that. But my younger sister right below me, she uh played basketball. She played basketball in high school. She just graduated last year, so. Okay, and uh, I, I imagine there's had to have been some one-on-one -on -one battles between you and your sister, correct? No, no, no. No, that's <laughs> no, no. She, she's a lot. She's a lot shorter than me. She's okay. Lot, yeah, she's probably like five three. I got the blessing of the height and, and added all my out of all my mom's kids. Okay, so you guys don't do one-on-one. -on -one. You're just nah. simply helping each other and trying to get better trying to get and better. better. Okay. Um. How much are they paying attention and kind of supporting you as your season goes on here? Do you do you chat with them every once in a while? Do they check in to see how you're doing in a game or? Oh yeah, yeah. We, no, we talk like every day. Um, yeah, they always like texting me, telling me good luck before the game, telling me that they're gonna be watching. Yeah, they not. They watch every game. So. You guys got like a family group chat that's just yeah, buzzing yeah. on your phone all the time. Yeah, we got. Uh, me and my sisters got like a little family uh group chat. So they always text me and tell me like. 
good luck we'll be watching and stuff like that. So they got to be pretty amped up through these first four games. I mean, you're you're averaging like 16 points per game. You, you've played really well here through the first four games. Yes, sir. No, no, they're very excited, especially just uh, not being able to see it in, it in person. So they they they're very like in tune with with watching the games and making sure they are. So. Do you feel? Um, I mean, just watch. I've I've watched a few games. Obviously, you guys are so new into the season. But when you're on the floor, there seems like a almost like a calming presence out there as you kind of run the offense. I mean, do you get that vibe? Is that how you want to be on the floor to to help the other four to make sure that your offense is running cohesively? Oh yes, sir. Definitely. Um, you know, cause can't be in panic mode. Uh, you know, like I said earlier about being a leader. You know, you got to lead by example. So lead with a calm and, and collective. Uh, mindset and and show that like no matter what pressure, no matter what defense the other team is in, I like still can run the team. So, okay, game day. Um, first of all, are you a superstitious guy? Like, are there things that you have to do on game day or something to get you ready? Mm, I wouldn't say superstitious, but I do do the same routine. You got day. the routine going. The same routine all right, take day. us through the routine for Anthony Pritchard on game day. Okay, game day, game day morning. I all well, I always do. 100 push-ups, sit-up workout every day. So that's just regular. But I do that, then I have to shower every morning. Like every game day, I have mm-hmm. to get in the shower in the morning. Uh, Then we have a breakfast. Then we have walk-through after that. Then we come back. And we have, like, time to either take a nap and then go to pregame meal. But then I go to pregame meal. Then after that, I take a nap, wake up. Then we go to the gym, I stretch, play my music, listen to my songs, and then I always finish off with, like, praying before we go on the court. But I always end on, like, a song called Somehow, Some Way. And so before I go on, before we had to take off our headphones, it's Somehow, Some Way. Somehow, so, Some Way. Who sings it? Uh, Lil Bibby and okay. PNB Rock. That's the song. That's Anthony Pritchard's song. Yeah. That If you were playing baseball, that'd be your walk-up song. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be my walk-up for sure. Okay, so, I mean, you're heavily involved with basketball, and um, you're up here at Mount Pleasant as a student athlete. What are you studying, and do you have any free time at all to do things that you like? Uh, Yeah, no, free time. I mean, basketball is what I like. So. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Well, I, I have a lot of stuff. Like I, I like rapping. I like coloring. I do all that stuff at home. So, uh, studying – Sports, uh, sports management is my major, so just getting involved and learning more about the sports, sports uh, part, sports business side. So, do you have a a plan on? Hey, I want to be a professional basketball player, but if that doesn't work, here's another avenue that I would like to potentially take, or is it simply I'm focused all in on being a great basketball player and trying to achieve that goal once I get done here at CMU. Oh uh, yeah, no. My, my focus is definitely focused on just becoming a pro basketball player, get paid playing the game for sure. Um, but I know eventually one day that will end. Um, after that, I I think I want to want to get into coaching. So, I say coaching. And you said you're really close with this staff here with with Coach McMillan, Coach Cherry, Coach Niz. I mean, what what have you what have you taken away from from these guys that maybe can help you as you look to potentially be a future coach someday? Uh, just the way that they approach, um, you know, like their their purpose, uh, into into coaching is just to to make make all of all of us better young men. Um, so just taking that approach into whenever I do become a coach, I think that would like make me a make me a good coach.
we're looking forward to, to watching you kind of be the coach on the on the floor. And what should fans uh, be excited for as you guys get through this this gauntlet of a non-conference schedule that you have, but you get an opportunity to come back in early December against Valpo, and then you'll host Davenport and Detroit Mercy, and then you're into conference play. So fans that are coming out to McGurk Arena, what the, what should they be excited for this season when they check you guys out? Oh, I mean, we got a team full of com competitors. So every time we step on the on the on the floor, I mean, we're gonna give all we got to try to try to win and just get as much wins. Like I said, get as much wins as we can and just, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like we just trying our best to to perform and and do our thing. So fans could definitely expect us to get a lot more wins, though, for sure. Does this excite you knowing some of these? I mean, you played Oklahoma, you played Florida State, you got Ohio State, Creighton sitting ranked right now, top 10, top 15. I mean, do you get amped up thinking about these bigger venues and some of these spotlight games that you can go showcase your skills before you get into conference play? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, Coach Barbie always talked about opportunities, and so th those are big opportunities to show what type of team we are, what type of players we are. So just taking that opportunity and embracing it to the to the best ability I mean, at the end of the day, we have an opportunity to to be the underdogs and, and make a make history, like we said. So, being the being the ranked team, being a team that we quote unquote not supposed to beat, so that that them opportunities is is a great thing that we have. And Coach Barbie set up the schedule, so it's a good thing. Yes, some some difficult teams indeed. All right, you you wear number thirty. Um, any reasoning behind that? Was that simply, hey, this is the jersey that I got, or is there any meaning for that number? Uh, kind of just. Um, in high school, I wore number thirty, and so like I had like a lot of excitement and a lot of like getting like just joy out of out of playing basketball when I was in high school. So like last year, I kind of struggled with that. Um at Tulsa so I wore number 14 and so like just getting I just like try to change the environment and get back because I finally like just gained the joy back of like playing basketball so I just wanted to go back to number 30. So. Take you back to when you were young and because it I, I feel like it's you get so bogged down whether you work in sports or you are a student athlete playing in sports I mean half the battle you got to remember that it's a game it's supposed to be fun for you so yeah. you enjoy it. No, definitely. Yeah, that was that was the main thing. Just reminding myself of like like you said when I was younger and how like I approached the game was just like I just love it and just fun for me. But so that's that was the main reason me going back to thirty. Okay, um, I know you haven't been here a long time in Mount Pleasant, but I'm just curious: is there a spot or a place that has been somewhere you like to frequent a lot that you, you're like, man? I do love my roots in Oklahoma, but when we leave Mount Pleasant, there's that spot that I got to go grab some food or that you like to visit up here. Uh, I guess this is a little spot. Uh, I mean, it's not food, but it's like an activity sure. spot. Uh, I went horse riding. Really? Yeah, it's probably like an hour away at some ranch. You big horse riding guy? Yeah, I like I like riding horses. Did you yeah. have horses growing up or like nah, around nah. you? Uh, I mean, some of my some of my friends had horses. Uh. Uh, on like the like countryside, but I didn't have a horse. No. And how'd you find this place? Were you looking at? I was just looking stuff up. Uh, one day we had off day, like a full off day, and so I just looked, I looked it up, horse riding near me, and it was like an hour away. So I was like, I just dropped the owl. That's outstanding. Yeah. Are there any other things that um 
you miss from back home that you've tried to find to be able to incorporate into your life up here? Uh, kind of like a mall, a mall mainly. Yeah, we don't have a mall uh, up nah. here. <laughs> the mall mainly, just being <laughs> able to like go up to the mall for the day. And like, if you have nothing to do, just walk around. Dude, it's kind of like a lot of stuff actually, but yeah, just it's very like simple flawed over here. It's up different, here. man. Yeah. We we put you to work up here, going to class and focusing on basketball, kind of yeah. gets you away from all that. Get you away from all the all the city part, but uh, it's probably this spot named uh Daybreak, this breakfast spot. Okay. Back in Tulsa, that I used to that I used to go eat with. What's what's the breakfast order there? What's what do you like for breakfast? And so I get I get this green juice. With uh, I get wheat toast, turkey bacon. Then I get a a, a all like a egg white uh, omelet with like Swiss cheese, spinach, some other st- and like some ham in it. So that that that's the to go to breakfast meal. When right you there. go back to Tulsa, that's the spot that you go to that's to go the, get some grub in the morning. That's the spot. Yeah. Okay. Well. We are happy to have you that we were able to to pluck you out of Tulsa and get you up here to Mount Pleasant. And I know it's only four games into the season, but I think fans are going to be really excited to watch you play this year, and we're happy to have you. So enjoy the season. Best of luck, and uh, can't wait to keep watching you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Wow, those were a ton of fun. Really enjoyed talking with Emily Papour and Anthony Pritchard. Emily, you can hear just how passionate she is about impacting younger individuals' lives and already how much she's been able to accomplish going to Guatemala and then heading back. And she's fitting that into a wild schedule of staying trains and competing uh, for Central Michigan cross-country, track and field. Uh, Really, really unique. And then for Anthony Pritchard, I mean, pretty cool. He's moved away from home and he stays connected with his sisters and his family. He had an opportunity to have his friends and family check out that first game at Oklahoma. And while he deals with being away from home for the first time for an extended period, he's working on his leadership and trying to be a role model for other individuals and help lead the turnaround for Central Michigan basketball. So cool stories. Really appreciate Emily and Anthony coming on here. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. And of course, as always, fire up chips.